Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes. All right. Yeah, I know. Merry Christmas! Oh, oh, This is Dumpty Dum, the show about the reality docudrama that is centred on Ambridge in the heart of the Midlands. I'm the fair brother artisanal hand-reared organic goose that is Robert Wilson, and with me I have the worm-ridden Grange Farm turkey that is... Lucy Freeman. And the last part of the Ambridge Apprentice, folks, is you. This week's Dumpty Dum, which I thought it, it, had, it had overtones of psycho in it as well. I don't know whether you... <laughs> No, As indeed do we. Uh, <laughs> this week's Dumpty Dum, good folks, is from Fat Bloke Talking on the Twitters and his son, Alex. Lucy, if someone wants to send us a, a festive Dumpty Dum in 52 weeks' time, how can they do that? <laughs> if you would like to sing us a Dumpty Dum, leave us a plot prediction or talk all the way through your grandchild's nativity. Then call us on <laughs> 020-303-13105 or leave us a message on SpeakPipe. Thank you to Cosmo for his podcast roundups. And for doing the Dumpty Dogs, Shambridge for her voices, Mike Hatton for his character counts, and to Derek for learning the back bedroom. Derek is very excited as he's put his decorations up and once he's given them a rinse, he'll be putting them on the tree. <laughs> Uh, can you put tinsel in the dishwasher? <laughs> I don't know. Probably. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. And all that, anyway, all that stuff on Twitter about me is a, it's a big lie. On this week's episode, we hear views from Andrew, who's a believer in the law of Grundy. Martin, who's got his eye on Tom. Glynn, who thinks Shula might need to see the doctor. Witherspoon, who's angry Santa. Emily, who's... Well, angry feminist and dusty substances, the wrong sort of listener who's desperate for a normal birth. But first, let's brace ourselves for Lucy V. Freeman's Week in Ambridge. Twas the week before Christmas when all through Ambridge not a creature was stirring, not even a fridge. The stockings were hung by Lillian with care in hopes that Matt Crawford soon would be there. Or did she hope? No, she did not. The SS Crawford has sailed out of Felpersham for the last time, I feel. Justin and Lillian finally had the conversation they should have had about a bloody month ago, namely, hang on, 
when you said, <laughs> I took that to mean that you didn't want to marry me and I had to get out of what used to be my house and the entire wedding was off. So without consulting you, I've trundled off, uninvited everybody and cancelled the whole thing. Was that wrong? Anyway, <laughs> Lillian went off to the stables for a refreshing ride until Shula, trailing the smell of death as usual, oh, loomed God. up from behind a bucket and said, Oh, I'm sorry your life is ruined. Just out of interest, were you involved in the con that rendered Auntie Cardboard bankrupt? <laughs> were you, though? do tell me because I haven't heard anything miserable all morning and I do miss it Lillian trying to divert Shula as she read out the obituary column from the Borchester Echo (laughs) tried to get her to understand the excitement of a bit of extramarital how's your father perhaps I should try having an affair said Shula wistfully (laughs) (laughs) oh you're serious said Lillian Shula quite frankly I'm staggered you've managed to get two men to sleep with you one of them's dead and the GP was so desperate to get away from your furtive approaches that he left the village halfway through a hemorrhoidectomy and we never saw him again Over at Grange Farm, Eddie was pasteurising in the bath. Apparently last time, Clary said he left a damp patch on the ceiling. Blimey, no need to show off, Eddie. Eddie and Joe were bottling their tumble tussock and were getting near the bottom of the barrel. And if that isn't a segue to the Christmas show, I don't know what is. The Grundys have got their act together for Christmas, which is more than Alan has. Alan thought he'd killed off the Christmas panto. He told Linda, a.k.a. Nightshade, to shove her role up her carabos. Linda oddly seems to be playing the role of Nightshade as if she's the Count from Sesame Street. Too ha ha ha! Alan, if you had killed off the Ambridge panto, it would have been the single greatest thing you have ever done. You could have saved a flaxen-haired infant from the path of a runaway combine, and no one would thank you as much as they would do if you prevented us from having to listen to terrible rhymes, the threatened walkout, the let's all pull together speech and the inevitable roars of applause. Mm. Lily and Freddie had a personality transplant and started being the world's nicest children. Oh, Mama, come with us and survey your wonderful home and stables and coach house and ice rink and forest. And you did all that, Mama. You did it all just by marrying a man. Well done, you. <laughs> anyway, it was the twins' birthday, so Elizabeth trotted off to Borchester to the bloody vault, as you do. Why I got a vault. I need somewhere to put my valuables in, my mm. bronze life-saving certificate, and my signed photograph of Royfield Brown. Anyway, <laughs> You've got <one>. Lily... <laughs> <laughs> I've got two. <laughs> Lily got a picture, and Freddie got an emerald and diamond ring. Of all the daft bugger things to give an entirely irresponsible, moronic 18-year-old boy with an incipient drug problem, he'll sell the ring and roll up and smoke the picture. Um... I can't help feeling that Gran suspects something, said Pip. Still coming to terms with the fact that she's up the clangor. The trouble is with Hootie, Pip, is that she's a paranoid's dream. Has anyone else noticed how often people say, has anyone seen Gran? Oh, there she is, crouched behind that hat stand. She tiptoes round Brookfield, bursting into rooms without knocking. Always wants to know where everyone is. Even if you weren't carrying the spawn of a fair brethren, it must be like living with Andy McNabb. There was a weird scene with David and Pip and the cows. I don't know what they were doing, but it sounded as if they were marking them out of ten. But the marks happened after a lot of heavy breathing and straining. I don't know what it was. I don't want to know, but I don't want to hear it again. Johnny has realised that he's snatching the work from the mouths of the starving poor. Isn't privilege brilliant? After Enma Grundy threw cans of baked beans at his head in the shop. So he's told Adam that he's worried he might be too thick to remember to put the tractor drink in the tractor so the tractor gets thirsty and stops. So instead, Adam will hire Watt Tyler, a.k.a. Ed Grundy, 
and Emma will get to a councillor's house for councillor's families. Meanwhile, back at the house of Usher with horses, there was more, what's the matter, Shula? Nothing. What's the matter? Nothing. In a despairing effort to cheer her up, Alistair has booked them a night in an ice hotel. Because being kept... (laughs) Because being kept in the dark, uncomfortable and cold with drips is just home from home for anyone that's married into the Archer family. The end. (laughs) Well, I did say on Twitter that I... um, By the way... It's great to be back in the saddle after, oh, uh, seven days. But um, I did say on Twitter that I thought that being going on holiday to an ice hotel was, was a perfect metaphor for their relationship, <laughs> wasn't it? it was just, but I did think, if you're going for a romantic holiday in a, an ice hotel, is the bed made of ice as well? No, it's got fur rugs on it. Okay. but mm. But, you know... What happens when it's cold? To oh, men. shrinkage. Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I'm just saying. Do you think Shula will notice? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I can't imagine. Well, she's no. already caught comparing um, his dangly bits to half the stallions mm. in Ambridge. I was so. going to say, yeah, that does, you do set the bar a bit high, really, if you spend a lot of time around horses, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> You have to set the bar high. Yes, Otherwise, they keep bashing into something it. something like that. Yeah. Yes, oh yes. God. Anyway, <laughs> shall, we, shall we raise the tone a little bit? And talk Move on about... from horse penises. Yes. And, and, yeah. yeah. Yeah, let's... Um... I'm a bit giddy now. I think... Do you know what? They have to clean them out. What? Horse penises? Mm. With what? They get, they get a bit... Well, you have what to... What the um... end? The foreskin, you mean? Mm, Yeah. Because oh. they get a bit kind of claggy in them. Well, Is that like what would, those really? big Q-tips on Gladiator on ITV <laughs> are for? Originally? Not with a Q-tip. You have to. It's much more hands-on than that. Yes, I've seen it done. Oh my god! Do you know? Okay, I, I won't mention any names, but a friend of moving to porcine penile uh, mm-hmm. palpation. Um, I had a friend of mine, and he's a geneticist, and a part of his job used to be to toss off pigs. Mm, to get, like Rebecca Lewis did on that show. Yes, yeah, and you, yeah. and he said you just use your thumb at the end of it, at the, right. the corkscrew bit. You just use your thumb. Now, everyone out there, I'm not suggesting this is a technique you should use on a partner, but um, apparently it worked. Quite Unless quickly. your partner is a pig, in which case, go ahead. <laughs> but if your partner is a pig, you've probably got bigger problems. <laughs> okay, how did we get here so quickly? <laughs> I don't know. We are renowned for talking cock, but we've never done it in literally in such. A blatant way before. So anyway, what have you been up to? Because yeah. I hear you've had a bit of a, a delicate head recently. Uh, <laughs> could have phrased that better. Um, yes. No, oh, I, was, no, I didn't was, mean that. <laughs> well, you should have cut your, clipped was, your fingernails. Yeah. Shouldn't. <laughs> it was um uh no it was a it was a um a big night out and um uh yes so I was feeling a little bit sleepy. Oh, I was feeling yes. 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 Well, Sleepy. I had a, a long lunch yesterday, so. Yes. But I was all right today. I didn't overindulge, which is, uh, well, it's a new thing for me, really. Well, there we Very are. good. But you're all right now, are you? Mm, fine. Good. All right. So, should we should we have a chat about this week's show, or do you want to dive straight into the calls? Let's do the calls because we've got a gazillion. I know we've got. Well, shall we have the first of the gazillions? Hang on. Let, let's. Yes. Andrew Horn is the first of the gazillions. Marvelous.
Hello, Ambridge3962. Greetings, Earthlings. Andrew Horn here. I'd like to wish all you Dumpty Dummers a very happy Christmas. Hope you have a fabulous time. Um, it's been a great year on the Archers, much more enjoyable this year, I think. Um, and it is always lovely to share it with like-minded individuals. Um, and the other thing that's playing on my mind is the Grundies. I do hope they have a lovely Christmas. Um, but it is Grundy's law in the Archers that um, things go wrong whenever they're <laughs> getting settled. So they've sold all their turkeys early. Um, they've got the great cider um, and everything is going all right for them. So it's all going to go nipples aloft, in the words of great Uncle God Kerry, before Christmas. I haven't listened to Friday's episode, so it may already have happened, mm. but I think it's coming. And it's really sad because Clary Love, she deserves a great Christmas. Mm. Anyway, I shall speak to you in the new year. Have fun. Bye. Bye. Oh, Bye. that's nice. It, it's, it is a very it's a, it is a festive episode of Dumpty Dum this week. Lots of people wishing everyone a Merry Christmas. Yes. And I'm finally getting into the festive mood. But no need to put a bloody downer on it, mate, is there? I mean, the only thing... <laughs> well, you know, I speak as I find, but... I... <laughs> Just as I was getting a smile on my face, and you have to say, oh, yeah, impending doom for the Grundies. He's absolutely right, though. I know he is, and that's why I'm bloody annoyed. they've They've said it too many times. I can't believe, Eddie, that we've sucked, get rid of all they turkeys already. And as soon as she says, I think, well, they're all going to be winging their way back. Not literally, obviously, because they're dead. But, um, you know, with either worms or maggots, or they'll be funny, or they'll something will be wrong with them. Do you think? Or... Mm-hmm. There is the spectre of the the black cloaked scythe carrier, isn't there? That that always looms oh. over Ambridge. Shit, we haven't heard Joe for ages. No, I mean the last time. Oh yes, we did. Yes, we did. He no was good together, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he was he was moaning about the uh, Eddie overfilling the bath. Yeah. <laughs> we have and, Peggy. Uh, Peg, Peggy's a, a little faint. Can you isn't hear the she? beating of wings, Robert? <laughs> I do. I do. I... <laughs> Beating of, I, yes, I, I imagine someone will find a single white feather on their on their bedspread on Christmas Ooh. morning. Have we actually had a Christmas Day death on Ambridge? No, we've had New no. Year's Eve, haven't we? Mm-hmm. But not a Christmas Day death. So, no. I don't want Joe to die though. But he's bloody old. He is bloody old, but he's he's on quite good form now. He's all perked up again now. Bartleby's better, isn't he? Yeah. Well. Okay. Someone's got a call. It's Piggy, it, Piggy that's looking a bit a bit wobbly because yep. um because she was all upset about Auntie Cardboard, wasn't she? Hmm. Okay. So what? Oh so you, so now you, you've depressed me. Sorry. As well. well, we'll turn this on a sixpence. Glenn. And we'll, and we'll get... <laughs> oh no, it wasn't Glenn, was it? Andrew. It was Andrew Horn. Andrew. No, I don't. You know what? I think for once, for once, the the Grundies are going to have a good Christmas. Come on, let's have a little optimism and faith. Well, they had a good Christmas when they did the Grundy World of Christmas. Yeah. That went quite well. Everything since then has been a bit pants. So, yeah, maybe they are due a good one, but it means someone else has got to have a terrible one. Yeah. Someone else has got to either be flooded or their house sets on fire or something. Yeah, well... Or maybe just nothing will happen and it will all be quite uneventful. Brookfield will have a terrible is. Christmas because it, there's got to be that, that reveal, hasn't there? Yeah. Santa's yeah. little helper will have to yeah, be revealed. Yeah, when she's not drinking... Because she won't be drinking and she won't be eating. There's a few things that she won't be able to eat and stuff. And 
Oh, yeah. Borsuch your blues and, off the menu, isn't it? Yes, yes. And Jill will tweak, won't she? Yes, sure. And there'll be plenty of hooting to be done. Yes. She'll be like a little cross owl. Okay. And <laughs> right. I hope. Do you do Martin now? I hope you're wrong, but it's. Mm. it's, it's we think you're right. It's at least 50 50, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Right. Martin Lightburn now. Hello, Lucy, Royfield, and Robert, and all Dumpty Dummers around the world. I hope we're all prepared for a wonderful Christmas. This is Martin Lightburn on the Twitters as Fat Bloke Talking and writer of the blog What Rob Did Next. I'm a first-time caller in and chosen a week where I've got a cold and sound like Barry White. I'm not usually so masculine (laughs) sounding. I'm not sure of my vintage, having listened to my mother's knee, but I started listening in my own right about the time of Mark Hebden's crash. So does that make me a Dan Archer? My daily job is in branding workwear, so I could make some lovely tabards for the village shop. Mm. I just wanted to ring in this week with a plot prediction. I think it was Tom who mowed down Matt that night. Here's my theory. There were four families affected by Matt since his return. Ian and Adam, Justin and Lillian, and Alistair and Shula, and the Bridge Farm crowd. We've only heard fallout from three of those since... Tom was in the pub that night. Matt was even offering him drinks and teasing him. Tom only lives on the green and could easily get back to his car in time to play Splat the Mat. What better revenge for costing them a hundred grand? I'm now more sure of it since Lillian mentioned the land sale again on Friday out of the blue, reminding us all of it. So here are my Christmas Mm. predictions. Justin and Lillian get married after all. Pip refuses some kind of unpasteurised cheese at Brookfield and lets slip she's pregnant. And for New Year's, Tom gets his collar felt by Harrison and becomes a sausage king of D-Wing. Oh my I'd God. also like to have a little grumble different. about some of the jokes at poor Ian's expense. Having been told something similar myself from a doctor post-chemo, I'm a bit sensitive to Jaffa and firing blanks jokes. Oh, Would we be sorry. quite so glib over a woman's fertility? However, nope. in our case, we did have that miracle baby. Who with his oh. blonde hair and grey eyes, he does look more like the milkman than me. Anyway, <laughs> grumble over. Love the show and hope you all have a wonderful Christmas. Kiss, kiss. Sorry about that, Martin. I, you're absolutely right as well. I think we uh, there are. I did things. actually think about that when I was writing the thing because it's weird. I didn't. I wouldn't make jokes about, and I I didn't make jokes about uh, when Toby was unable to get it up that time. Do you remember when he was with Pip? No, but I've got a very interesting perform. image in my mind at the moment. And I, I didn't write a joke about that because. I think that's a really painful thing for men, but somehow, and, and you know, that expectation to perform, but somehow there was something, I, I, it, I did think about it, hmm. but then I, I rationalised it and decided it was all right to make jokes about him firing blanks or whatever. But yeah, and I think there are it, more. It isn't. You're right. Mm. But then I shouldn't make jokes about Lillian being old and trying to be younger than she is. I shouldn't make jokes about, um, you know, Auntie Cardboard being um, overweight. I shouldn't make, you know, I shouldn't make jokes about anything really. But then the monologue would be quite short. Yes. It would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But mm. and I think the other thing is that there are more there are more euphemisms as such for male infertility, aren't there? Mm. Uh, and mm-hmm. that are that are comic. Mm. 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 But anyway, you. I actually looked them up when I was writing it, and there's shed loads. There's none for women. None. There's just a oh, barren, uh, and that's about it. Yeah. Isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that the the prognosis was. It's wrong. an interesting thing, and I'm sorry. 
uh, Martin, but I'm very glad that you've got a little blonde-haired, grey-eyed milkman's son, <laughs> or whatever it is. Sounds like a lovely I presume he, that was... I know. Was that Alex that it's was singing Alex, with yeah. him, do you think? Yeah, yeah ah. definitely. Well, there you go. Well, as you know, we, no offence intended from Lucy. I'm the one who intentionally offends people, uh, so we won't do it again. What do we think about Tom, though? Tom as suspect number one. No. We haven't heard Tom for ages. Yeah, no, I don't... He's in pantomime somewhere, isn't he? I betcha. Yeah, he definitely. He's uh, playing the rear end of a horse. Yeah. Definitely. I, I, don't, I don't think so. I don't think... I don't think it will turn out to be any of the main Archer's characters. Because that no. is... Why bring... Tom's been back... New Tom's been here for two years or so. Mm-hmm. Since the beginning of the... Well, maybe three years. Huh. Who knows? Yeah. Um, if Since Kirsty. Yeah, if he has his collar felt... And then, uh, that's a hit and run. That's a jail term. That mm-hmm. You're not going to have a yeah. second member of Bridge Farm Archers no. in prison. That's I very mean, that's true. more coincidental yeah. than, than the, the, the number of people who have fertility problems or yeah. other kinds of... Or who, or who get pregnant while using contraception on a one-night stand. Oh, God. Yeah, exactly. See, also Kirsty and... There must be something in the water that stops... Condoms working. I was about to say that, yes. Well, mm. I, sulfuric acid? I don't know. <laughs> Certainly melt, um, melt the teat, wouldn't it? <laughs> Should we do Glyn now? Yes, let me, put, let me put my wine glass down and we'll do Glyn. Here's Glyn. Hello, Dumpty Dum. Uh, it's Glyn here. Uh, first, may I wish uh, everyone at Dumpty Dum and everyone in Dumpty Dumland a very Merry Christmas or other holiday or festival you may celebrate at this time and a great 2018 to everybody. Uh, In regard to the archers, will Justin give Lillian a second chance? Yes. And the Pip storyline, it could only be more clunky if it was about a car with wooden wheels. More interesting (laughs) stuff, I think Shula is suffering from depression. And I I don't mean she's sort of depressed because she's married to Alistair or anything like that. I think she is suffering from um, clinical depression or similar. I think she's exhibiting all the signs of that. I suspect she'll have a great holiday, but when she comes back in the new year, she will crash and burn, and we will see that the black dog has got her very seriously. And I think that is going to be a depression storyline in the in the early new year um we'll see how that plays out um ed home farm johnny etc i can't see why ed would take the home farm job he has got his he's a contractor he's got his own piece of kit what does he do with the tractor um if he takes the home farm job does he sell it he's still got a loan to pay off on it I think Cosmo pointed out on Twitter he's unlikely to get the amount he needs to pay off the loan. Um, perhaps he'll sell the tractor, use the money to go towards the deposit on a house, and then lo and behold, as soon as they're into the house, um, for some reason he'll get uh, laid off or sacked by Home Farm. Uh, results penury. Well, on that happy note, it's time to <laughs> say thank you all and a good week to everyone in Dumpty and he gets cut off at two minutes dead. But that's not bad, not yes. bad timing. I mean, you're about a second no. off, so we'll forgive you that. Um, God, isn't everyone full of the joys of bloody Christmas at the moment? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's going to go. 
Yeah, who are they going to go with penury? Oh, yeah, it's Bob Cratchit, you know. It's because we're all waiting. It's all going too well. We haven't... You know, normally there's some kind of <gasps> cliffhanger moment around Christmas time. Mm. And we haven't really got it at the minute. You know, we all thought Christmas would be the time when Rob flipped last year. Yep. And it wasn't. It was Easter. Um you know, it was there's sort of there's all you've always got to keep a weather eye on what's coming on the horizon. What's kind of, um, you know, what who is going to cop it because somebody always <laughs> does. <laughs> I think. Oh, I don't know. I'm still my money's still on a still on an oldie death to be honest. Because yeah, it's about time we yeah. need to. There needs to be a bit mm. of weeding done, doesn't there? There can't be all these babies... Exactly. There can't be all these people getting pregnant everywhere and nobody's, you know, shuffling off the mortal coil the other end, really. So do you think there's a there's a, a tradition that uh, when one new person comes in, someone else in that particular family... Has to die. So it will be Jill? Oh, no. What I could do now is just randomly mention old people on the archers and then you go, oh, like that. <laughs> because that's all I'm doing. <laughs> There's no insight to this. Hey, I tell you what, if Piggy died, do you think she'd leave her house to Auntie Cardboard? Oh, she might have done that, yes. She said she'd look after her. Because she's left that cottage to Helen, hasn't she? Well, she's left it to Helen and Rob, but the then lodge. I think she changed it to yeah. just Helen, the lodge. So what other house does she have? She has a... She's worked one, she's... Whichever one she's... Li- where the hell is she living now? The lodge, isn't she? She's living in the lodge. I think oh. so, yeah. Oh, well, she can't leave it to Auntie Cardboard then, because it's promised to Helen. But what about the flat over the shop? Who lives in that now? Uh, oh, God. Fallon. Fallon did. She moved out... Did... Kirsty's living with Roy. Who was that? Who was know. that girl? Who it was? Greg's daughter, wasn't it? Because I remember this. This is when I first started yeah. listening. Mm. Uh, Greg's daughter mm. lived there. What was her name? It began with a J or something, didn't it? I can't remember the. Yeah, the his French wife's daughter. Yeah, Janice, not Janice. Jeanette. No. Jezebel. <laughs> I can't remember G- a Jezebel. Jean, Jean, <laughs> oh, okay. anyway, anyway, someone, Whatever. someone will email in and tell us. Yes, because there are there are plenty of properties for for people to move into. Um, maybe Justin will feel well, sorry. No, well, there apparently aren't when when people need somewhere to move to. But when someone new comes to the village, we can always find a place for them. I've noticed. Yes, exactly, it's amazing. They just pop up as required and then fuck off again when they're not required. It's amazing, you know. It's like these little houses that just grow like mushrooms and then burst and vanish. It's all, yeah, it's almost like they're making it up as they go along, isn't it? I know. You'd think that, yeah. wouldn't you? Of course, we know they're no, not. not. Um, did you see, by the way, Kerry Davis's tweet, which I thought was v interesting? He said mm-hmm. something like, "Forgive me, Kerry, if you're listening. I am paraphrasing this like crazy." He said something like, "I've only got room for thirty-nine oh, characters yes. in what I've written, but I've written forty-one. So who shall I get rid of?" Yes. And we forget that they have a limit. They have a limit on budget on yeah. how many people they can pay yeah. to do that. Thing. And budgets are getting smaller and smaller and smaller at the BBC. There's a lot of uh, general sort of, um, you know, worry about about how long the licence fee is going to be around and kind of, you know, budgets going everywhere. Like there is in, in many, many businesses are being sort of rationalised and stuff. Um, so, you know, we kind of forget that little bit. 
I think, and 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 just you know, we basically we want to we like Ben Hur. We just want a cast of thousands with everybody chipping in all the time. Um, and I think there's but, a, there's, you know, there's also they, another rationale to of... that, though, isn't there? In, in that, if you have too many characters in a given week, it it does mm. it does tend to get like a, a, an argument in a, in a pub bar, doesn't it? That people talking over and you each just other. get lots of little yeah, tiny broken storylines, and nothing gets yeah. finished. So, yeah. uh, and yes, I, I think essentially it's there because because of budgetary concerns or constraints. But yeah. sometimes it's good to. God, I can't believe I'm saying this. Sometimes it's good to have limitations and parameters that that force you to, like we do at Dumpty Dum, that force you to be creative in how how you get the product yeah. across. But um, yeah, but we're we're being too sensible now. I think we should go back to horse. But cops. he's because Kerry, Kerry, <laughs> Kerry said something like, "Oh, that's good. I managed to get in one character as being mentioned by two others, so therefore they don't need to." <laughs> appear you know Kathy which is where hello you two came from yeah exactly see you Kathy right <laughs> was that Kathy I saw then yes she was with Jamie and um yeah. you know what I'm, go- I'm gonna get when it, you know you get those little miniature doors that you use for sound effects I yeah I'm just gonna have one on my desk here that then when we whenever we mention <laughs> Kathy I'm just gonna <laughs> and, <laughs> and close the door do you know what I bought William for Halloween once. I bought him a, a little sound effect box that has oh, lots yes. of Halloween mm. noises on it. And one of them is a <laughs> door. So I should have that yeah. when I can find it. And I think we probably need to get Go a, we need to get a cow sound effect as well. Because all we've got is sheep. Yeah. We need a... There you are. Yeah. That is it. <laughs> Excellent. Well, we just use you. That's Fair fine. enough. Is it time for Witherspoon? I'm playing the cow. Robert Wilson. Yes, please. <laughs> okay. Oh, I, I nearly uploaded the wrong Witherspoon, but I didn't. So I've been a good Robert this week. We have two Witherspoons? Yeah, I think it was from last week. Anyway, uh. this, is, this is Bad Santa Witherspoon. Greetings, Lucy, Royfield, Yulka Bear, and all Dumpty Dummers around the world. It's Witherspoon and Angus Haggis here. The tree is up and the Hanukkah candles are being lit. It's holiday season at our home and in Ambridge. What will it bring? Well, it looks like it's one step closer to a wedding for Lillian and Justin. As Justin made clear, he wasn't pulling the plug on it with his comments last week. The two are finally stripping away their neurotic defenses, guarding against intimacy. Well done, I say. And now, we must address Pip. Last week, lost amongst my psychoanalysis of Ian, I said the following, quote, I don't know what's going to happen. It seems like Pip will terminate the pregnancy. But why have the storyline then? Perhaps the writers are looking to 20 to 50 years in the future when Ambridge will have to be repopulated, end quote. Oh, we were agonizingly so close to having Pip move on with her life. I just found that clinic scene downright painful. And now it looks like we'll have to deal with Pip and Tobias' parents and David and Ruth and us being tortured by this. I still don't see Pip giving up the baby to Ian and Adam. I could almost see Pip being around to see the child grow up and even being in his or her life as the mother, but certainly not Toby as the fourth wheel. Whichever way the storyline turns out, I feel it's a big mistake. Sorry to be angry, Santa. Maybe there will be happier news next time. Talk to you all soon. See ya. Yeah, another doomsayer. You're all fucking (laughs) hell. Um, You know, I... 
I, I, I agree. And I, and I said before, oh, thank God that she's going to end this pregnancy so therefore we don't have to go through another nine months of someone being pregnant because it's not that, in, it doesn't make, it's not that interesting. It's, it's nice in real life. I have colleagues at work, three or four in the last year, that have had children or have gone off on maternity leave. And, you know, and it, it's how we're all here, after all. But um, well, exactly. it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't make for good radio. No. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, if we play Emily now, she has a very interesting take on this. Okay, let's do that. Hi, it's Emily. That's Emily Thomas seventy three on the Twitters. And I'm just calling in about Pip's recent storyline. I was listening to what New York Nigel was saying about heteronormative couples sort of taking for granted that they can have children, and I agree with a lot of what he said. And um, I think, you know, whether you can't have children because of LGBTQ issues or because of fertility issues, and Ian has both at the moment, um, what really annoys me and what really doesn't feel like a privilege is how women's storylines are solely motivated by marriage, pregnancy, rape. Um, hmm. it, it really feels um, very, it, it doesn't feel genuine to me at all. Um, you know, Elizabeth is basically reliving her history with um, Pip's storyline. Phoebe's had a pregnancy scare. Look, I'm a woman in my 20s. I know one other of my peers who's had a baby. Uh, two of my friends are best-selling, international best-selling authors. Four have founded their own business. And aside from giving me an inferiority complex, I think it's pretty clear that women are not solely motivated by these factors. Um, you know, it's 2017. This has been the year when women have said, no, no more. We're not putting up with it anymore. And right now, as ludicrous as it sounds, what I'm really holding out for is I want Lily Pargita to become Instagram famous with 3 million followers. I want her own YouTube channel. I want her to create her own makeup line. And I want that her to challenge Kylie Jenner to the e-commerce makeup line crown because right now that's a more plausible uh, female orientated storyline than anything else we're seeing in Ambridge and it would make me a lot less angry thank you absolutely <laughs> right I, I couldn't agree with you more and thanks for calling in and uh, you know what it's, I, I know I'm kind of uh, I'm beginning to sound like an anti-baby person and you know I, I don't have kids myself I've never been married it doesn't mean that I you know wouldn't ever want to do that I guess I've said that in my life before I know I've said that in my life um but that's because I you know I hadn't met the right person or whatever but but she's absolutely right there's just this focus that that the women in Ambridge sometimes and I love the archers please do not I mean I wouldn't be here doing this I, it's not only because I love Lu Lu Lucy and Royfield that I'm here, it's because I love the archers too. But uh, the women in Ambridge seem to be treated very similarly to the fucking cattle, that they're just there to chew the cud and produce calves. And women have so much. The women in my life, I, and I have several friends... Yes, I am mid-rant. Uh, I have several friends who are in their 50s and they've had careers and they, you know, they, they haven't gone off and produced kids because that, it, it's, it's difficult to, to be able to do that and have a successful career for a lot of women. And there's no one in 
this soap opera that that personifies that and and within a cast of characters this large there would be several like that especially when there's such a predominance of highly educated middle class people i'll take a breath now (laughs) (laughs) have you taken your pills yes next no you're i think i think you're you're right unfortunately in terms of soap operas and plots births marriages and deaths are what move plots yes you're absolutely right there um they've tried to you know we've now got the, the 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 birth issue with um with ian and adam so at least they're sort of widening it out um it's always been a soap, but you know we we do we do have sodding high standards for this thing. We really yes. do. Um, it's always been a soap opera trope that you know you have one shag, you're immediately pregnant. The pregnancy apparently takes about a week and a half, and then and then you give birth uh, in the back of a cab on the way to the hospital. You know, it's always very very dramatic and exciting, and it's not just the normal boring thing. Oh yeah, she had the baby. Yeah, it was all fine. Yeah, yeah, no drama at all. Really? Oh. <laughs> um, I know I completely take Emily's point. I completely take your point. But, you know, this is, uh, this is, and we do have, uh, you know, they are trying to move things on. I mean, we had Ruth, who is not at all the archetypal farmer's wife. Um, she's a shit cook. She's not interested in, in house stuff. She wants to be a farmer. She's a career yeah. farmer. Um and obviously she's had the children as well and she does all right. of it. But um, so is Pip. And so to just trip up yeah like this seems weird yeah 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 you know exactly the tripping up is is the absolute perfect expression yes yeah so we've got matt splat trip um and also we've kind of had um we've had the we've had the pip trip we've had kirsty having a miscarriage (coughs) we've had um brenda thinking not brenda who am i talking about um oh phoebe thinking she was pregnant and then wasn't we've had an awful you know We've had more pregnancy tests in in Ambridge in the last year than I think I can ever remember. Yeah. It does seem to be like the go-to plot solution when you're a bit stuck. Oh, let's make one of them pregnant. Especially um, when you consider that the birth rate you know, in, in middle-class white females is, is going down at the moment. Yeah, 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 yeah. There are no older women mothers in, in the Archers. And that's and that's there's what's nobody happening over, in that. There's yeah. nobody over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, 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 you know, they, they, the mothers over uh, sort of um, thirty-five and upwards is, is now the you know is now the trend. How old, how old were you and, when uh, you started that your hasn't family? Happened. Thirty. Okay, and that, that's about yeah. average, isn't yeah. it? I guess. Right. Yeah, I guess. And yeah. Pip is twenty-three, twenty-four. Mm. I mean, it's not. It's not yeah. too young to have kids. Come on, for God's sake. I mean, human evolution, we, we, you'd start at 16 or 18 or whatever. Um, but it just seems odd. And I don't... I, what purpose is it... We know what purpose it's serving. It, it's, it's, it's throwing that fair brethren spawn into, the, into Brookfield, isn't it? Mm, yeah. Yeah. That's the, that's the, that's the key thing that it's bringing that's what all that grace stuff was last year when jill was going berserk about grace and you know i'm still haunted by her ghost and blah 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 and now she's going to have a grandchild so maybe this will, related but, to grace but obviously jill will love this grandchild so maybe this is 
No, you don't know. I mean, people people who have severe family grudges can can definitely pass them on to the children. Okay, Has, have we got any cheery quality? <laughs> I mean, I'm nowhere near a razor blade, but <laughs> I'm, on a, I'm on a risk list. Let's have dusty substances. Okay. Come on, Dusty. <laughs> Cheer us up. Right, it's all resting on it you, is. Dusty. It's Dusty Substances here, the wrong sort of listener. Um, currently bracing myself for the prospect of Pip not having a termination, um, as much as I was Ooh. bracing myself for her having one, really. Um, the thought occurs to me that I don't think I can remember the last time a stable and solid couple in a relationship in Ambridge, had a baby without any drama attached to it at all. I mean, we've had had babies miscarried, we've had unexpected babies that were wanted or not wanted in equal measure. We've had more fertility problems in a tiny little village over the last few decades than probably any other six cities put together. We go far enough back. Tom and Prue couldn't have children. Auntie Cardboard couldn't have children. Shula went through all her fertility issues. It Auntie was just Cardboard one thing after another. And now we've got Ian Peter. and Adam. Yeah. Um, could we not just have a normal pregnancy at some point within a couple that are happy together and want a baby? Anyway, happy Christmas to everybody. And uh, I look forward <laughs> to a wonderful new year of everybody. Take care. Bye. <laughs> Thanks, Dusty Substances. Well, everything's resting now on Fallon and Harrison. Oh, crikey. I don't think Fallon is exactly the baby the baby type at the moment, is she? No, certainly? no. Well it, well, it would be unrealistic for everyone to just burst forth with offspring because, I mean, the, yes. the shop, the, the, the community shop wouldn't be able to cope with the uh, Pampers deliveries because they'd be coming on a fucking Arctic lorry, wouldn't it? So, uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> But it, it looks like everyone is is in broad agreement with with our our, our theory. Yes, no more births. No cows. Yes, sheep. Yes, just enough. And the other thing is, they're just. I don't want to see another pregnancy test. They're in lining Ambridge. up. No. How many fucking silent silent characters are they lining up? Because we won't hear a thing from them. We'll hear hear from them until they're four. No. And then from four until yeah. fourteen, we won't hear a bloody thing. Yes, Rob. And then yeah, and then yeah. But imagine then. Oh. Do you reckon we'll still be doing it by then? And there will be all these new ones that we'll say, oh, I can remember when I was born. <laughs> I can remember when I was conceived. Well, that's going to be dumpty dum 10,000 or something like that, isn't it? I don't know. Well, no, that actually will probably be. Oh my God, we'll be the loony bin well, by then. We'll be pushing up daisies one way or the other, won't we? Okay. No. Well, 10,000. Right, let's divide. 10,000. Divide. No, don't. Look, we're trying to be cheerful. <laughs> Let's not talk about when we're going to die, for goodness sake. Oh, God. dear. I'm having... I've got a big smile on my face, though. I'm enjoying this. <laughs> You're enjoying the gloom. Yes, I am indeed. I am indeed. Oh, goodness. Oh, well, I don't think I have much to add about babies now. Should we take an ad break? Yeah. <laughs> Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. 
Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Look what free speech has gotten you, right? And, and if free speech is going to bring a Hitler to power, are you still going to defend the rights of those people to speak? If you talk about the things that affect your daily life. The secret to being a good actor. I don't really care, actually, whether Britain remains Britain. His dad was actually murdered in front of him. Marine Le Pen has changed the Pont National. If it's like kind of like a documentary investigative reporting serialized true crime, that often gets into questions about the justice system or the media. In an uncertain world, there's always music which can be listened to in good company. Welcome to Friday 15, the show where we speak to friends and interesting people for the backdrop of great tunes and allocate 15 minutes to vote. Good question. Really good question. And now it's time to sit back, pour yourself a glass of port, grab a mince pie and chuck a carrot out of the window for Rudolph as we settle down for Mr Yokel Bear's social media roundup of the week. Hello, Dumpty Dum, it's Yokel Bear here calling with the social media roundup. You'll have to bear with me because I am full of lurgy at the moment um, and my voice keeps going. I probably sound a bit like Bob Hoskins at the moment. Um, <laughs> but let's see how far we get through this, eh? So jumping right in, um, we started the week by um, asking about what, what was the most enjoyable or possibly annoying plot lines this year. I think Witherspoon spoke for a lot of us and said the best... Um, or certainly the best episode was the handling of Caroline, the death of Caroline. Uh, we'd all felt as though we'd lost a friend. Yeah, the ep- those episodes around that leading up and including the funeral, I think, were some of the best writing we've seen on the Archers for a long while. Um, but also as well, um, Martin Lightburn said the least favourite story was the sale of Woodbine Cottage. Harrison Fallon end up spending every penny they had and putting Harrison's uh, parents further in debt to live in the house um, that you know, they're already living in. Um, yeah, I didn't really, it didn't really kind of go anywhere apart from the fact there was a bit of to and fro in, and then they bought the house. Um, Mary Elizabeth says, um, I didn't enjoy the whole Matt Crawford storylines. No, in retrospect, do you know what? I really didn't enjoy it. Um, it's just created so much mayhem. And it just felt like you know I don't know I don't know yeah I'm not I'm not a big fan of that storyline, um, but Penelope Matheson posts something that really got me thinking. She said, 
Struggling to find a really enjoyable storyline. I feel it's plumb new depths this year. Um, least favourite, again, Lillian and Justin. Um, but what got me thinking was, was that actually I've kind of been thinking this myself. I don't quite know why, but the plot lines haven't been as enjoyable as previous ones. Now, I think we have to obviously take into account the, the Rob Titchener factor, you know, when the kind of tension level was built up so much. But I don't know, it's sometimes I feel that, um, you know, I like the kind of day-to-day stuff. I like the, the tiny little social interactions and what have you. But it just didn't seem to be hitting it for me sometimes. And I don't really know why. I need to probably think that through a little bit more. So Penelope, yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm with you on that. Um, we also talked about um, the birthday presents from Nigel to... Um, to Freddie and Lily, um, and asked, was it poignant or was it just a little bit creepy? Um, a few people thought it was creepy, but I think um, Susanna's Zabulis uh, really summed up a lot of people's thoughts, which it was poignant, moving, and just lovely. And Susanna also told a story about her husband's mother left each of um, their daughters some money. And um, go and have a look at that post. It's lovely. It's absolutely lovely. Though Andrew Langstone was a little more cynical and said Freddie will have sold that ring within a month. Hmm. And judging by the Twitter comments um, during the omnibus today, I think that's a popular view. Um... We also had a bit of controversy this week. We had a bit of a heated debate um, because I posted that I quite like Eddie. Um, I've got a bit of a soft spot for Eddie, and I know he can be a bit of a lovable rogue, though obviously some people thought he was far worse than that. Um, But I've always kind of held a torch for the Grundies. I think they represent you know, something different from the kind of middle-class farmers, and and I've spoken about kind of class before on the podcast. Um, Laurie MacDonald kind of agreed with me and said, um, he's got Clary Love's best interests and tempering influence. They've seen hard times, those Grundies. Um, yeah, I think that's true. But Heather Cook... Um, was the other side of the, uh, the the coin, said, he's pretty much irredeemable in my eyes. He's thoughtless, rude and me, mean. He doesn't care about Clary, and he gets unreasonably annoyed when she asks things of him. Um, yeah, I think, you know, I can see why people would see this. Um, Paul Schluss also made a really good point. Uh, Paul said, he serves a very clear purpose. He's the village idiot. And as an old stereotype, it's not very funny. And in a show that no longer fa- f- uh, focuses exclusively on the middle-class farming set, it's in pretty questionable taste. Um, yeah, I can see what you're saying there. Um, but I also think it is largely focused on the middle-class farming set. I mean, there there is a lot of the Grundies in there, but when you look at the kind of the balance... There's far more middle-class characters in uh, in the Archers than there are working-class characters, so I'm kind of still holding a bit of a a bit of a torch there for the um, the Grundies. Um, other people, I'm going to stick with this just for a bit. Um, Liz uh, Villaloba says uh, she completely agree with me. Well done, Liz. That's that's the spirit. Um, Eddie and long-suffering Clamory, um, uh 
Clary may be pantomime caricatures, but they warm my heart with their daftness. Mm -hmm. Um, Stephanie Power said, though, that whole bit of the house and Oliver left a bitter taste in the mouth. Um, And I think you're right. Yeah, that was not Eddie's finest hour. But I want to mend this bit. Just um, It was Geeta Beecroft really just told it like it is. Just said, nah, mate, he gets on my tits. Um, Well done, Geeta. (laughs) You you tell it. Um, We also talked about um, whether Linda is a good fairy or a bad fairy. Um, there were some great little short answers. Uh, Paul Green, she said, she's a fabulously flawed fairy. P- Peter Mabbott said, interfering busybody fairy. Mary Ranson said, upper self fairy. Um, um, Audrian Delgado Cuvarubias said, sniffy fairy. <laughs> I quite like the sniffy fairy. That one might stick. We've also had other things. Uh, we've been talking about this stuff on the forum as well. And this stuff on... Um, uh, we've done a thread about Johnny. Did he do the right thing with the job? But my voice is beginning to go. So I'm going to call it a day before I start getting really croaky. So that's Social Media Roundup. See you on the Facebook. See you on the forum. Um, and it's Millie Bell next week. So uh, look forward to that. Okay, then. Bye. Great. Thanks, Yokel Bear. I think more of our contributors should have uh, laryngitis or uh, cold viruses. Because Martin, <laughs> Martin was lovely, and he sounded very nice. Um, and, and Yokel Bear sounded very smooth, too. Maybe next week I'll, I'll have a throat infection, and um, we'll, we'll really <laughs> show you what a, a golden voice can sound like. <laughs> God, I'm a stuck-up, arrogant twat, aren't I? Well, one doesn't like to say anything, Robert. <laughs> Don't like Robot. to state the obvious, do you? <laughs> no. God, that was quite a good social media roundup this week. There was a lot of, um, well, there was a bit of Grundy bashing there. And I know that. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm on Yokel Bear's side uh, as far as the Grundies are concerned. And whenever anyone says to me, "Well, you know, the Grundies are just light relief and they're treated." Uh, uh, as comic characters, and yes, they are, and that's their role in life. But they have had some some stories that were really touching to me. And you remember when Clary went missing? Yeah, and oh God, that yeah. Uh, that I was I was I was listening to the was I I was listening to the omnibus edition, and I, on my iPhone, and I was in the Tesco on Cowley Road. And I think I just rounded the Polish section. And um, <laughs> all I could do not to burst into floods of tears because that was played so beautifully and it was so genuine and true. And that, that's the kind of thing that happens, that people get to the end of their tether and they don't feel like they're, they're worthy of everything, even though they are the person that holds the whole of that family together. And, and I just thought that story, whenever I think of... Whenever I'm, people say that the Grundies are lightweight, I think, no, there's, there's, there, there's the real truth of the matter, and, and they can always go to that. And, and it's all about shading as well, is that when, when you do get that touching story contrasted against the lightheartedness of their usual antics, it means all the more, I think. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And there is, I mean, yes, you can say they're made like the comedy, 
you know the the um the comedy peasant sort of thing but then you've got you know nobody is more of a comedy posh than than jennifer aldridge or linda snell you know they have the piss taken out of them equally i mean linda snell sort of um or jennifer's sort of an audrey forbes hamilton and uh, or a a margot ledbetter and um, linda's more of a hyacinth bouquet isn't she i guess yes no 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 she's not no no, she's definitely not. Um, Susan is yes. Hyacinth Bouquet. But there's there's a sort of, um, the, 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 you know, yes, yes, there are caricatures. But then, you know, that's what that's what comedy comes from, really. And they're not that bad. And there's elements of the Grundies that are um, very, well, I suppose it's Eddie and Clary maybe is, is slightly caricatured. But Will and Ed, no. I don't think, are caricatured. No, they're not. No. No. Long live the Grundies, except Joe. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Short live Joe, long live well, the Just a prediction. Yes. That's all. That's all. Mm. Right. You'd like the angel of death, aren't you? Flapping around. <laughs> I've, I've, I've just gone down a rabbit hole, that's all. Do you think mm. it's about time we had Tweet of the Week? Go Why on. not? Dawn Oliver said, if this bloody wedding is back on, I'm punching someone. Mrs. Trellis said, (laughs) Mrs. Trellis said, Grundy turkey customers will come down with dysentery from the free tumble tussock soida and spend the festive season on the bog. (laughs) Uh, Paul Truman, he of uh, the um, refuge charity, said, if the Christmas Eve episode does not have Harrison doggedly trailing Shula to Norway and confronting her over Matt in the Ice Hotel, I for one shall feel let down. Marvellous. Um, Gareth said, things can only get better, said Shula, thus guaranteeing that she'll get eaten oh, by trolls in Norway. <laughs> and Jamie D is Tweet of the Week. He said, Linda says to Alan, to me your captured doff. Alan fights the urge to tell her to... No, I can't think of an ending. <laughs> there we go. Oh, marvellous. Brilliant as ever. Thank you very much, our Tweety yes. friends. That's about it, isn't it? It is about it. It is. Yes. Do you want to do the bit in red? Oh, yes, yeah, sorry. If you... <laughs> no, thank you for queuing me up so gracefully there, Robert. If you'd like... <laughs> sure bit in red, isn't it? If you'd like to help keep our little show on the road, there are two ways this can be done. You can donate by hitting the donate button on the site or you can sponsor us via patreon.com. And remember, to get in contact, you can send us a voice message via SpeakPipe on the website or call 0203 031 3105. That's 0203... 031 3105 to leave a message. You can find Rolf. Rolf? No, you, Rolf. You, know where you can find We Rolf. don't want to find uh, Rolf. You can find, <laughs> you can find Royfield and Lucy at Dumpty Dum. That's at Dumpty Dum on Twitter. Lucy is at Lucy the Freeman, and I can be found at Naked Fingers. And that's our Crimbo episode. How wonderful. If. If you're doing anything wonderful at Christmas, please do not go on a roof. Because you might slip off. <laughs> That's, That's that. all I'm saying. We don't want any unnecessarily dumpty dum yes. fatalities. Necessary if ones. If someone fine. on a market so offers ones... you a dead bird and a bottle of cider, say no. Also, yes. Stay off the absolutely. roof. No, no, no hooch and dead dodgy poultry. Uh, and if you're even thinking of anything preeclampsia, don't bother. Yep. Don't do that either. Yep. 
Uh, that's about it. I do sincerely wish everybody a very happy Christmas. Uh, and however you are spending it and whatever you are doing, do have a absolutely fantastic time. And thank you again for all your support this yep. this year. I second that. I second that. Thank you very much for all the wonderful things that people say about about this show. <laughs> we love doing it almost as much as you like listening to it. Now, I, I've t- I said this on the 200th. There, there are a couple of people who say, oh, yeah, I listened to it on my, uh, my, uh, my commute in or whatever to work. And it, it just made me laugh out loud. And Lucy, you always make me laugh out loud. Roy Field's a wonderful, funny bloke, too. And like we said on the 200th, this is the best thing I do all week. Yeah. Yes. Apart from getting pissed in the marsh on Friday night, but there we are. That's a different matter. <laughs> Thanks very much, Lucy. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. And have a wonderful Christmas and a happy new year. Yes. And here's to a wonderful 2018 in Ambridge. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 